Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And good evening again, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. Bossy Bossy. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Johnny Woo. And he is our ghost host. And uh, why might you ask he's a ghost host? Because sometimes he just drifts off into the ether. Really, he's working in a studio. And then occasionally pops back on at random and scares us by making a small comment. So perhaps you will hear him more later on tonight. And our guest today, well, I guess I shouldn't say guest, our other co-host today is Lisa Wong, Madam President of OCA Cleveland. So Lisa, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Keeping busy here. <laughs> I just heard that you uh, had a long drive through the bad weather here. Yes, sometimes the weather is just not right. <laughs> so I've been on the road for a while. It takes twice as long to get anywhere. I know. So we hope that all the listeners out there are staying safe and uh, driving carefully and, of course, buckling their seatbelts. So, uh, you know, ghost hosts won't have to come and haunt you later, Ooh, right? Yes. <laughs> so today's episode is about a recap of 2016 some highlights of OCA's activities and the Asian uh, Asia town of Cleveland's activities. And Lisa, would you like to start uh, as a recap of last new year? <laughs> um, okay. Well, well, so. <laughs> sure. Just throw me in there. Yeah. Well, um, well, we can do this. Uh, since today also is marking the, the third year of us being on, on, on air. It's our anniversary. Yeah. We've been doing this since, uh, uh, the first Chinese, Chinese Lunar New Year in 2013. February. So, wow. Yes. Really February. Yeah. yeah. So, so we... uh, back then, let's see, last year was the year of the monkey. Yes. 2016 was the year of the monkey. So before that, it was the year of the goat, sheep, ram. Me. <laughs> to be determined animal. <laughs> um and, you know, we, we actually, Lisa and I discussed this on air, that uh, it's hard to determine if it's goat, sheep, or ram, because the character for all, for, is the same for all three in Chinese. And uh, the year we started this, 2013, um, correct me if I'm wrong, was the year of the horse. Am I right? I think so. That's why we did a horse poster for the Cleveland Asian Festival. Oh, oh, that's how you remember it. <laughs> so let's see. Okay, in Chinese, you have shu niu hu. Hu, long se ma. Yep, yang. Yep, and then ho ji go. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, what I what I essentially said was the Chinese zodiac. It's like I, you know, some kids they say it so often they memorize it like a little poem, and then you have to go back and think about it. So the zodiac starts with the year of the rat, and it goes to rat, ox, tiger, rabbit. Dragon, snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, which is 2017. Woo! And then what's after rooster? Uh, dog and pig. And then it starts all over again. Am I right, right. guys? 
guys. I believe so. We'll take your word for it. <laughs> really? Rooster, oh, man. I could, yeah, rooster wrong. pig rabbit. Is no, it? no, no. Rabbit is uh, before uh, dragon. Hmm. I know this because my friend Kathy is the rabbit and she's married okay. to a dragon. The, the, I'm actually Good. looking online. They have the, 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 the sequence is a bit different. They have rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, sheep, monkey, rooster, dog, pig. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Maybe I miss her. But yeah, that's, that's what I said, right, guys? Okay. Well, Johnny was a Google must be correct. So, um... I don't know. Okay. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just looking at it right now. Well, anyway, yeah, this is the year of the rabbit, 2017. Um, wait, wait, so, wait. Rooster, rooster, rooster. Rooster. <laughs> rooster. <laughs> Sorry. No. I said rabbit. <laughs> rooster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, let's do a quick recap. Um, last year, we we had a lot of Tai Chi sessions because we were offering, we we're helping uh, Asian Town Center promote their free Tai Chi um, from 3.30 to 5 every Sunday. Um, yes. And we started helping them promote that starting um, last year. Are we doing that again? Still- Are we doing this again to continue doing this this year for Tai Chi classes? Yes. Okay. Yes. I believe these Tai Chi classes are ongoing. They're Sunday, in front of right? the Byway Herbal Store. Yes, Sunday from 3.30 to 5 every Sunday. Occasionally, they might um, take a break. I And I believe around the Lunar New Year, they have food. So those who come off regularly can partake in um, New Year treats. <laughs> I heard right. food. So. I hear food. That's mean that we definitely going to be there. Yeah, you should check it out. Are they going to have dumplings, little little I think so. I think people bring things and, like, the core group of people, you know, each person brings something and they share it. They have a little tea. Yeah. So the reason that we eat dumplings for the Lunar New Year, at least in the Chinese culture, is because they represent little gold nuggets. Yes. And in ancient China, people didn't use coins very often for money. They actually use, like, a little nugget. And if you you look at it, it's like um, a... it's like a bathtub with like a, but it's like a filled bathtub. And it's like a solid chunk of gold, but there's like a little round mold on top, like a little round oval, kind of like a face on Mars, but I don't know. <laughs> like it bulges out like that. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, like a boat-like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like it's it like a like little dome. Yeah, a little dome on the, that, that stretches. And it's it's a long, lengthy piece of a. Uh, uh, gold and they have like different sizes, which they're supposed to be weighed by a standard, and they're worth different things. So, let's say you want to buy a horse, you might want to use a larger nugget of gold and maybe have some <laughs> spare nuggets of silver. <laughs> and I think um, primarily money was just gold and silver. They didn't really use bronze till, or they used to use bronze, but that hadn't been uh, bronze for a while. I'm trying to think of my history here. I can name the first couple dynasties. Of China. I know it's the Sha <laughs> Dynasty, into the Shang Dynasty, into the Zhou Dynasty, and then it gets really fuzzy because they break up into these different warring, warring states, and sometimes they come together to form other dynasties, and sometimes they break apart again. So it gets a little bit fuzzy after that. <laughs> okay. So, well, back to our recap, we did have on our OCAGC webpage a whole list of the 2016 Lunar New Year celebration, which is probably the most that we've ever listed. Um, 
on our webpage, and I believe we had a lot of traffic there, right, Johnny? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> the ghost so, ghost is trying to disappear. Yeah, tried to, but that didn't work, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we also had um, last year we had Larissa Lamb and Only One come to town to screen their documentary Finding Cleveland, which is really about Cleveland, Tennessee. But they thought, hey, Cleveland, Ohio, why not? So people in Cleveland got to see um, a trailer, a long trailer, actually, of their um, documentary, which they're going to make into a full documentary. So, hmm. and then that was in February. And then we also, what happened last year was the first time that the OCA GC Dragon Dance team performed at the Cleveland Cavaliers game with, against the Sacramento Kings. Oh, that's so we were at Quicken Arena. Nice. That was last year. That wow! It feels it feels like it wasn't that long ago. Like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Time goes by. I know. I was still on the team. I. I it feels like I haven't. Yeah, you. Right. You, I think you had a, well, you and John with the flag, you each had a solo yes. part where you were each on, what, each side of the court while we were in the center, right? Yeah. And then at the end, we all came together and did a little pose. Yeah. And I can't remember, the, Ca the Cavaliers won that game, right? Hey. <laughs> I guess it's a lot longer than I thought it was. But you know what? You know what? The Cavaliers are champions. That's all they that did. matters. They did. Yeah. Yes, that was 2016's the year of the champions, right? <laughs> See, I it, bet it, you that it was because we did the lucky dragon dance. I was going to say, because yes. of the dragon dance. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yes. I mean, we don't take all the credit. They're also very talented. But at the same time, we like to think you know, <laughs> we're a good luck charm for them, right? Yes, the dragon <laughs> brings good luck, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it really does. I just, I'm trying not to, like, be a little too pompous about it. But, you know, I'm really proud of Cleveland, so. Yeah, and rumor has it, well, the dragon might be coming back for this year's uh, Ooh, That's not true, so knock on someone right here. <laughs> so that was last year. Um, we also had David Namkoon's memoir book launch and signing. Um, he still has books for sale, if anyone's interested. This is David Namkoon, longtime leader of the Asian community. He just celebrated 90 years. Ooh, He's wow. 90 wow. years old as of December. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Where was so. I 90 years ago? Hmm, I wasn't <laughs> You're born. You're not born yet. <laughs> I wasn't even no. born yet. So. But, None of us were born yet. In <laughs> So we, it's, uh, it's, it's very nice. I mean, 2016, I hit a lot of people very hard. A lot of uh, celebrities who had a lot of artists who, in, an inter in the entertainment industry that helped forge a lot of people's childhoods passed away last year. So it's good that um, such a strong member of our community is still around. And I know it's hard to say that's a thing to be thankful for because it's kind of pessimistic. But, you know, you, you count your blessings where you can. Yeah. We did, I'm we sorry, did, Lisa. We, we I did, keep interrupting you. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we did lose a one of the OCA uh, uh, member family uh, last year. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, there's uh, sad moments. Um, we did lose a member of our board um, last year. Mm -hmm. So, 
Would you and like to uh, let the community know a little bit about her and, and her memory? Um, well, her name is Shan Chan. She was a longtime community leader. Um, she served in the beginning when it was when OCA was part of CAGC, which is the Chinese American Association of Greater Cleveland, merged with OCA Northeast Ohio. Um, she's been active for over 20 years. I know there's we have a bio somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I I also work with her for 10 years in the same company. Uh, we always been considered like the alley cats because whenever there's nobody around in our office, we were just laughing and playing games and whatever. And then when the, the boss, alley cats, yeah, and then when the boss comes in, then we all quiet and pretend we're doing work. <laughs> so well, you we, know, it's kind of true for every company. <laughs> so you should have shared that at the memorial. I, I, I was, I was. Um, very much filled with a lot of. Uh, I didn't want to really, really cry big time there. So <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, we have really, really great, great fond memories. Um, and she, she's a great leader. She's a great friend. She always had a big smile. Always understanding other people' uh, needs. Put other people's need first. It's a, it's a good person. It's a great person, and I, I, re- I really felt very, very sad that you know she left us so early and so so much, so much at a young age. Yes, w- yes, what was her I'm going before her time. She was sixty-two. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and I didn't know about her illness until that Thursday. That happened. It's like somehow, uh, her husband. Some somehow felt there's a nagging need to, to send me a text. I got a text about her in the hospital. I went there. About half an hour later, she passed. Wow. So it's um, it's kind of very unfortunate. But you know, I hope her kids um, and the family all stay strong and are moving forward. Um, and hopefully they know that. Be, yeah. Would it be oversharing to tell us what illness she had, or Lisa? Um, well, I guess she had been sick for, um, was it 19 months, 18, 19 months. And she didn't want to let anyone know. So only her immediate family knew because she wanted people to remember her the way she was. Um, so, you know, we can just say that, um, you know, we just want to remember her the way she was and how she contributed to the community mm-hmm. and to um, the people who um, knew her. Her children actually gave really remarkable stories, even her children's friends during the memorial, right. about what kind of mom she was. I mean, she was a mom that never said anything um, negative to anyone. We welcomed everyone. So it was really nice to hear since we always, you know, we work with her and um, she's always very helpful and she does a lot for the community. You know, sometimes we don't always see every side of a person. Right, right. So then, you know, the one funniest thing about, I also just remember now is when she, she's always been, uh, she's been the OCA treasurer for many years, almost probably 14 years now. Um, and every time we need to spend money, she always say no. <laughs> 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 Sounds like somebody else I know. I know. She's very, she's, she's very, very um, careful in her position, and she's served many presidents along the way. And you know, she's seen it all. Uh, 
But yeah. I mean, yeah, she's very prompt in getting us what we needed, you know, serving as a treasure. Um, she gave us her honest opinion. Um, right. You know, she got things done. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. But we are, so we, she, we're very sure we're all behind the kids and uh, Rachel and the husband and hoping that they move forward. And, you know, if they need help, we're always going to be there for them. I know she is a very proud um, grandmother. She yeah. she loves her granddaughter so much. She spent I know she spent a lot of time um, playing with her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah. So I think more on her is that she won the she was honored with the Distinguished Service Award in um, was it ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine. And I think she's been treasurer since 2000. So 16 years, right? Yeah, I mean, as treasurer. yeah, she was, yeah. Since Ray Chang was the president, she's been treasurer since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we like to remember her um, and her contributions to the community. So there is a memorial page. Um, you can find the link on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think her name is still listed on our uh, board member list on our website, but it's going to link to her. Her name is going to link to her um, memorial page. So if anybody wants to share any photos um, they may have of, of her or read about her story or leave a note for the family, they can do that online. Yeah. I guess this is okay. a good time for uh, the three of us to take a moment of silence. And I guess we'll play some music for you. And when we come back from the short break, uh, Lisa, we're going to let her continue uninterrupted to do a recap of 2016.
back, ladies and gentlemen, with OCA's Asia Town Voice, an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m., and this hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And ladies and gentlemen, my name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. Uh-oh, the ghost host has disappeared. Bossy Bossy. There he Sorry. is! <laughs> <laughs> and that was the ghost host, Johnny Woo. And also with us is Lisa Wong, Madam President of OCA Cleveland. And if you were with us before the break, I have to apologize, the ghost host and I. We continue to interrupt her as she did a recap of 2016 and OCA's activities. So I'm going to turn the mic back over to her. Okay, so we'll just continue on with what we did last year. And we in March, we had a the world premiere of Good Luck Soup which was our Cleveland International Film Festival film for OCA. And actually, it was so popular, they added additional screenings. Yay. So really? those are very, yeah. I think I, missed, was, I, I, I think I missed watching that movie. Did I, I, I did. I know I did. I didn't have time to go last year. Can you, oh. uh, without spoilers, give us like a short recap? <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a documentary. Oh. It's kind of like a documentary. Um, it was a story of a Japanese-American who... Um, her name was, her name is Eva, and it talked about how um, she was in an internment camp, and it it also shows how they came to Cleveland. They talk about the camp and why they settled in Cleveland, and they made Cleveland their new home because they felt betrayed from their former home in California, I believe. Um, it was a very nice story. Um, what's cool about that is they showed footage from. Um, I think they started the Sojoji Dance Group, which is celebrating, is it 50 years or 60 years? <laughs> oh, they've been here for three generations. Uh, that's what um, was either Bev or Nancy told me that. Uh, for our listeners, Shojoji is a local Cleveland Japanese traditional dance group. And um, their original members were immigrant women from Japan who formed together to teach the art of Japanese traditional dance, and they've just been handing it down. And right now, uh, I believe it's the third generation of dancers who are still holding this group together. It's pretty amazing. Yes, they do what they can to continue the culture, which is wonderful. So um, they're also highlighted um, in the film. Um, so it's, it's actually very amazing um, how they can keep that up. Um, so let me see. Back to our... We'll recap. It, I mean, it was a great film. It was a. It's really, you know, it's a story about, you know, Cleveland, a Clevelander family. So, it, it's quite interesting to see how other families may have similar backgrounds as yourself. You know, just you know, it, it's. I could see some of the stories, in the stories, these documentaries. You know, whether it's um, only one's family talking about their family history and you know, talking about Eva's. Uh, family history. So, yeah, I mean, if you get a chance, I believe there are more screenings elsewhere um, for that documentary. So if you get a chance, look out for it. And I believe they're going to be on PBS um, soon. So you can probably find out more on their Facebook page or website for Good Luck Soup. Um, and then we also did um, 
quite a number of things. We also had a food safety class for Asian food operators in May. Um, that's also to help refresh um, people's skills in preparation for the Cleveland Asian Festival, really. Um, yeah. But we actually provide um, free food safety certification person in charge classes for um, the Asian food operators. Because many of them, you know, language, you know, there may be some cultural barriers, some just cultural food items that are different from your typical American um, restaurant. So we customized the class to include Chinese um, materials, presentation, even um, images of you know, Asian food items, as well as um, just some cultural things in there as well for the class members. Um, so at, at the Cleveland then, Asian Festival last year, we highlighted Korean pop culture with a K-pop cover dance competition, and that went yes. over very well. Yep, yep. Yes, every year we try to highlight a different culture and highlight, and we emphasize, we complement th that with um, several food vendors. So actually for the Cleveland Asian Festival, we had, um, I think, was it three Korean food vendors? Um, we had the Korean Association, obviously they're there every year. We had Miega, and they, you know, they're there every year. And they, we try to make sure that everyone has different items on their menu. But we also had a new vendor that provided um, homestyle Korean cuisine, a lot more variety, you know, different things that you'd find at the other uh, Korean um, booth. So that was what? K Food by Mary to kind of go with that K-pop theme. <laughs> and didn't Miega start off as just a food vendor at the Cleveland Asian Festival and decided, hey, we can open a restaurant? Yes, well, um, Is for the first year... Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yes? I, I, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the first year um, in 2010, um, when the Korean Association, you know, we, we were working with them um, preparing them to be a food vendor at the Cleveland Asian Festival. But uh, the, the lead um, for that was Ashley and her husband. And they actually are the ones who started Miega from their experience at the Cleveland Asian Festival. So, you know, people, you know, we, we've actually, even though we don't say it often enough, we do help a lot of entrepreneurs start. We do give a lot of guidance and a lot of assistance, social media presence and marketing. Um, just a lot of, we, you know, we help them to establish their business and we hope that that really helped them, you know, get a good start. Hey, isn't there a few other uh, businesses that use Cleveland Asian Festival as the grounding? Lunch. Lunch? Yeah. Yeah. So Mason's Creamery launched oh. their um, food booth or their business at the Cleveland Nation Festival. And they were so successful, they ran out of ice cream early. But, I mean, they really, I mean, it's, Mason's Creamy doesn't really sound very Asian, but believe me, the flavors that they had, the flavors that they're offering, they were so unique. You know, we had to have them. I mean. Like the, the dried pork and everything. Real they called it pork floss. And, I mean, they had great, I, I don't even have a list in front of me, but, I mean, their flavors are so unique. And, yeah. I know pork ice cream sounds gross, but it, it's, it's really weird. It's more like um, a flavoring thing. It's not like an actual, like, you're not going to have chunks of pork in there. It's a pork right, block, right. you know? <laughs> I can yeah, imagine so. working out there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a point to go to their booth this year. I'm going to be like, hey, 
I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to cut the line or I'm going to ask them ahead of time. Because I've never been able to go to their booth. Hey, Yen, all you had to yeah. do is just drag Lisa along next to you that you can cut yeah. the line. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll wave my well. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be unfair. So maybe I'll just hit them up so, before they officially open. So Well, they do have, they do have a, now they do have a brick and mortar store in Ohio City. So you know, they, they started at the Cleveland Asian Festival. They left a lot of farmers markets after that and, you know, a lot of places vending elsewhere throughout um, Cleveland. But and they also they, do ramen too, don't know, they? Uh, Lisa, yeah, you're cutting Well, they, because of the brick and mortar store. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry. So, because they have an ice cream shop um, and they have a brick and mortar store in the winter where business is a little slower for ice cream. Um, oh, but their ice cream is great. I mean, they have vegan varieties as well. So, you have a lot of options. Everything's different. They don't have as you know, at the Cleveland Asian Festival, they have a lot of Asian flavors, a lot of custom Asian, yeah, different flavors. But the store, you might find one or two, maybe not as many, but they're still great flavors. And I know that they test market their product, you know, before they, you know, offer it for the consumer. Mm. So it's it's really good quality ingredients. So everyone should just, you know look for them so we have and two they, is there any more other businesses that actually use uh cleveland asian festival as part of the the lunch or groundbreaking what about the sugarcane company or what about snow brothers the shaved ice the shaved ice i mean they actually launched in a different one. Oh, <laughs> oh really okay i i can't remember <laughs> So, but the sugarcane juice, well, they're actually from Florida. They came all the way from Florida with sugarcane to vend it at our festival to offer people wow. fresh these sugarcane juice. So, you know, not many places in Cleveland do that. And, and they always sell out, and there's always a line wrapping around the food court at the sugarcane place. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, last <laughs> you know, it was amazing because last year was their second year, and their first year, you know, they did great. But their last year, for some reason, their line was like three times as long as last year. And I know they were a little shorthanded. <laughs> you know, by chance, you know, one of the, it's a family business. So the mom was not able to join the family uh, last year due to an illness. So they were a little shorthanded. But then, you know, I don't know. They were just so popular. Their line was so long. Um, you know, we'll have to like. And- yeah, I know that a lot of the festival attendees were uh, were kind of suggesting friendly and mildly complaining that we really need to expand the footprint of the Asia <laughs> Festival. And I yeah, don't yeah. agree with them, but rationally speaking, we've been trying to expand for a couple of years now. And quite frankly, there's no way that we can expand without being um, a huge uh, burden on local traffic or any traffic whatsoever or setting up right. very um, unfriendly areas, such as the bridge, because the wind will tear tents down, and it just won't be pleasant for anybody, uh, but festival attendees or um, vendors. Or we would end up blocking local businesses from their operations, like the newspaper uh, company that's in the parking lot right adjacent right. to the festival. And our whole point is to try to support businesses in Asia towns. so asking right. to block off their entrance is kind of counterintuitive to what we want to do. And then, yes. um, or, or we just don't have permission to use some of the private like parking lots. I mean, work has the Warwick Communications has been completely wonderful working with us every year, so we want to thank them. But 
to anybody who's a fan of the Asian Festival but rolls their eyes at us, don't worry, I do it too, that we haven't expanded our footprint. Uh, it's not for the lack of trying. We're still looking at options as we do every year. So we're hoping soon something uh, feasible that won't be a hindrance to anybody uh, or a nuisance will come up soon. So, Right. We try our best to do what we can with what we have. And because we're an all-volunteer-run festival, we work with a lot of par- – we partner with a lot of organizations and businesses to do what we do. So hopefully um, we will continue to – better in many aspects and improve you know so that's why we always get our you know feedback from people so that we can find new ways new ideas and how we can improve because i want to build a bigger stage (laughs) (laughs) but there's no place to do that right now or to even add a third stage Ooh. So, you know, um, a lot of people... If you're going to add another third stage, somebody's going to say no. (laughs) I know who's going to say no. That's okay. I will wear her down. (laughs) Um, This is suggesting that we use parking lots that are really close to the main footprint, but what they don't understand is these are private parking lots, and sometimes the businesses will allow us to park there, but they won't allow us to set up tents there because they need to be in and out at times. Um, and they, they just can't sacrifice that space for, you know, two and a half days. Well, we are, it's still early. We are still working on it and we will do our best to, um, do what we can. <laughs> we will try to provide them free ice cream and bubble tea. <laughs> it is. Hmm. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we, like we said, we'll do what we can and we'll see what happens. So, but the dates for, um, this year's Cleveland Asian Festival, always the weekend before Memorial Weekend, is May 20 and 21st. So mark your calendars now. You want to make sure you say, come both days, because there are different acts, you know, on different days. And you cannot eat, you cannot sample all of the food in the food court in just one day. You know, you would have to, like, come both days to actually sample the variety that we have in our food court. And the event, like, right? the event is free, except that you definitely just had to pay for the, the, the food and the drinks. Uh, and, and unfortunately, we cannot accommodate animals of any kind, unless it's the uh, service animals. And it's for the right. safety of your yes. pets, too. Yeah. It gets pretty crowded. Yes. yes. I mean, a very small know. footprint. And this is one of the things that we have to sacrifice in order to accommodate so many people and I so many vendors. A dragon or a panda. Unless it's a bright <laughs> dragon or a panda. No bearded dragon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's uh, also a, a new restaurant that may be coming to join us at the Cleveland Asian Festival, depending whether or not we do have space for them. Ooh. It's We're a new, make it, space. They, gonna... they, um, they just opened a liquid called the Juice Juzu. What is it called? Juzu Restaurant. Hmm, I'm an East Sider. I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a yeah, liquid. I don't think I've heard of it. They just opened so, this year, so... Right. I, I look them up. Sorry, what? So, with the food vendors, um, well, you'll probably give me contact information for that later, right? Yeah, for the food vendor, because there's such a high already. demand. Oh, I'll have to look for it. So, yeah, because there's such a high demand for um, to be food vendors in the Cleveland Asian Festival that we are quite selective and we don't publish the application online because for some reason, Hot dog vendors and rib places <laughs> seem to like to apply, um, and we don't have room for them because we like to save space for authentic Asian cuisine. 
So we're a little more selective. So you really have to win us over with your menu, like Mason's Creamery did, in order to get in. Something different, but you know, like either Asian sheet. I can't talk. Asian themed, or you know, something uniquely Cleveland, um, or uniquely Asia Town. Like Lisa, Lisa, I think does a really good job finding cool and uh, you know uh, good food tasting places to vend at the Asian festival. And I think we should name our food court sooner or later. We could call it. <laughs> well, it is open for sponsorship. If anyone yeah, wants I am right. But no, fan food garden or taste of Asia. I don't know. Yeah, we definitely need sponsors. Yeah, we, uh, all the sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, the, the sponsorship package is right now on the face the website ClevelandAsianFestival.org. You also can advertise for the booklet. It's also uh, on the website right now, too. Yes. Yes. If you can't vend at the Cleveland Asian Festival, you surely should advertise and get your name in there. A lot of people use that booklet as a directory of Asian businesses and Asian cuisine. Yeah. So that would be a great place to reach um, this market. And, yeah, I mean, our food court is so, you know, we try to include a little bit of everything. And we've worked very hard to train some of these Asian businesses to vend outside of their restaurant, which is quite a task, you know, given that there's some language, um, um, limited language abilities or culturally, they're not used to um, vending like, you know, many other places are. So we've done a lot to um, help them vend properly at an outdoor festival. So come to the Cleveland Nation Festival and support their business. You know, and you also can visit their, and many of these businesses are real businesses. They have brick and mortar stores or they have a huge following because they're established businesses and, you know, please do patron their business because this is their livelihood. And, you know, our goal is to bring people to Asia town, introduce people to Asian cuisine and to try something new, something you've never tried before. So yes, it's all good. <laughs> But I think we just skipped a bunch of things that we did in May yeah. as well. <laughs> we <did>. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, also had, <laughs> we also highlighted, you know, um, the Cleveland Youth Orchestra had a special performance by um, a young violin violinist, Jimin mm-hmm. um, Tang. I may not, not be pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, but there was a special performance on Mother's Day. Um, by this violinist. Wow. I think he won some honor to do that, to play with the Cleveland Orchestra, right? Um, I'm not sure. This is new <laughs> to me. I'm sorry. I, 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 I have no idea about this at all. It's completely new to me. Oh, okay. I'm kind of buried in my oh. own. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I was the most attentive <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> What's all this on our... Um, our uh, our Facebook page. Well, that's, I think the full like flyer or article would be on our webpage and our post, but just the calendar of events is on our um, calendar on the Facebook page hmm. for OCA Greater Cleveland. Okay. But you know so what I was really that. excited about last year? And I'm sorry, Lisa, I'm kind of skipping to like, I think it was November. Um, but Jason, <laughs> Jason Wong, who was on Wang. our show, Jason Wang, right? Well, he was very adamant about that it was pronounced Wong, and it wasn't Wong. So, <laughs> so those of you who Wong? are familiar with Chinese, 
you could change the uh, pronunciation of uh, a name written with the same letters. Um, but yes, so his movie was finally premiered, and Johnny, I guess you could talk talk about this since you work so closely with him. But I was an extra in this movie, and it was pretty cool. Yes,、um, uh, that was on one of one of the one of the fun highlights we have、um, in 2016. Jason did a、uh, release a fine.、Uh, he's the director, writer, and actor of the movie called Project E1337. Also, Project Elite. No, for those e, Project E. Yeah. Oh, cool. 1, Everybody 3, 3, 3, knows that one three three seven is late, or they should. So、it's... I did not know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? Oh, you're nope. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.、Um, but yes, it's Project Elite, as Aaron always says, or Project E one three three seven. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's okay.、Um, we, we at first we we had the premiere on November fourth.、Uh, there was actually three other movies shown. Mine, two of mine, and the other one、uh, by Keith. Since we all work together. And to fill out the two-hour slot, and、um, his movie is forty-five minutes long, and we got it premiered. And surprisingly, because we were afraid that there was nobody going to show up, but we actually have a three hundred people there.、It's, yeah, it was pretty packed. It was、yeah. a packed house. Yeah,、mm-hmm. I, I was impressed, and everybody gave him a standing ovation, and he was he came came to cry a little bit because all the support and excitement everybody gave him. The movie was so good that my sales rep. I'm actually the executive producer, so I send it to my、uh, myself rep for my movies, and he only saw the trailer and he said, "Let's sign the deal now." <laughs> he signed the deal. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. He signed the deal, and、uh, a week later he sent it to China the trailer, and China said, "Okay, we want it." <laughs> so, but they wanted 20 more minutes in the movie. But correct. So、uh, we are editing and finalizing the extra 20 minutes. It's going to be more action related. And then, then after that, we'll be distribu- we're going to try to distribute to all over the world. Hopefully, somebody else can buy beside China. <laughs> can I can I have an extra two two point three seconds of my time standing outside the club? <laughs> the、uh, you know, you know, you you actually have a lot more screen time than other uh, other. I, I do. Yes. I didn't see myself. I, I saw it so many times. I was like, "Hey, Yang's all over the places." <laughs> I suck. Did you see me? No, I, I did not see you. I saw Yang Tang more. I was employee. I was employee of the company. Oh, I was also an extra. I did not see you at all. <laughs> see, I was I was out of town during that、um, screening, so I missed it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I totally miss you in there, but I know that Yen. I saw Yen. Oh, look. Obviously, you know, the first time I see Yen, she's like looking down the other girl, like,、hmm, "What the heck, this lady?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bossy lady face. What? <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So this isn't really a spoiler. It's kind of like one of those, like, um, you you prep the the setting sort of. Scene,、um, and it's just this. I'm waiting in line to get to this club with this other girl, and、uh, this woman dressed in like a business suit walks into this nightclub, and we're just looking at her like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, like she doesn't. Yeah, literally, that's like what I said. What? So okay, that <laughs> it was, was good. Was and, and then when they had the dance club going, dancing going on, we we see you a few times there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see myself. I was so caught up in the action. The action. <laughs> Cool, and that's not really a spoiler either. So, it, it's a, it, it was pretty well put together.、Um, it, it did brought up a really talent.、Um, a lot of people really like it. So,、um, mm-hmm. 
It's good. It's a goof clear. I thought I was watching like I thought I was watching like a Hollywood film, so I start seeing people I know in there, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, Johnny, you want to tell us about um, finishing Trace? Well, Trace was uh, is the is a Doctor Who fan film that was made um, at the same time frame, um, two years before uh, Project E one three three seven. We got mm-hmm. it all done, forty five minutes long, and it was shown on November fourth. Um, but since we have we have been showing that online throughout the the world, we have got about forty seven thousand views per each episode. It's kind of cool. Um, you know, people like it. I'm very sure BBC uh, Doctor Who people are also seeing it because their <laughs> latest story is very similar concept. It's kind of funny. Really? <laughs> yeah, time travel, <laughs> different dimensions, spaceship, <laughs> etc., etc. So it's it's kind of good that you know you you feel like they actually pay attention to certain things. Uh, nice. So. After that's done, we are now all working on our next project, which is a martial art comedy musical. Yeah, you were. I saw you posting about that. I'm like, oh man, I, I should free up my schedule. I'm like, nah, <laughs> now I'll probably be like, no, I want more screen time, and I'll be a nightmare. So I decided just not to let. I'll let the sleeping dog lie. I'm not going to open Pandora's box <laughs> and all those other euphemisms in there. But if you ever do Mortal Kombat, I I want to be Melina because she is my hero. Okay. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Lisa. Back to your recap. <laughs> we keep taking away time for her from her. We do. <laughs> Lisa? She oh, no, she got mad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm mute. <laughs> no, I said, well, <laughs> Cleveland is becoming a movie town, so that more filming going on and a lot more people getting more involved in film, which is great, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right, anything else going on? Oh, sorry. A of our recap. So you guys have gone all the way to November, but a lot has happened in between. I know, well, with OCA, we did a lot of voter registration, voter voter registration drives, GOTV work, and um, I know for the... um, Yeah, we we were able to register a lot of um, new voters and also help a lot of people update their voter registration this yes. year. And I think this, this coming year, we need to do a little bit more, right? Just because it's more important about the Asian town leadership, uh, the Cleveland leaderships. The yeah, mayor. so local election actually are much more important because they affect you more greatly than, um, say, like the presidential elections that elect our leaders. But the local elections affect you more at home, you know, as like your streets, you know, your homes, the zonings and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, my mail yes, going so. missing. Sorry. You know, Stolen <laughs> has issue with you know, mail going missing and our mayor's working on, it. I know she is, but mm. you know, I wrote to my congressman and everything. I'm sorry. You were saying, <laughs> yeah, well, in 2017, actually, did you know, I don't know if you, everyone knows this, but Ohio has just okayed, online voter registration so now you can yes we were able to update our information online if you're already registered but you were never able to register before um except for on paper but now you can register online so that's a very new thing for 2017 and they'll make 
registration so much easier for people. Wait, you, phones, you, mean, you, you mean that they can actually vote online or they, gen, they can register online? No, they can, they can register, register online. Because before okay. you could, before you could go online, you would have to print out the form it, and then it. sign it and then mail it in, which is a hassle. But, you know, why can't you just go online and, you know, fill out a form and just send it, you know, hit a button and say it's submitted. Because right. well, you know, even it's like, updating your information. It was harder to update your information because you would have to ask, answer so many more questions than if you did it on paper. Right. You know? So when we did our voter registration drives, we, we, we had people fill out the form and then we would check it to make sure it was correct before we turn it into the board of elections. Mm. So, you know, we were able to reach a lot of people who, you know, didn't have access to where, and we were able to go door to door in Asia Town with people who had limited language abilities. And even in 2016, for the presidential election, we were lucky that we were able to find someone to be a poll worker who spoke Cantonese Mandarin and be able to help assist um, voters, Asian voters in Cleveland's Asia Town. You know, that also made it easier. And they said that 2016 was the best. The people, the poll workers who work that, Sterling Recreation Center in Cleveland's Asia Town said that this 2016 was the mo- best turnout for Asian American voters. Oh, okay, that's good. So that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. You know, they actually uh, didn't. They got rid of Golden Week this this year, this past year in 2016. Um, that surprised me. I didn't know about that till after the presidential election. I was hearing some. I think it was on NPR. They were talking about it. Um, I can't be sure exactly where I heard it. But uh, but that really surprised me because apparently a large percentage of people register the same week where they, they vote. And getting rid of that, I think, was very detrimental. Um, it's always things, there's, there's things changing all the time. There's, there's, there's people on both sides trying to push. So you never know when things are just going to just change. So you just have to, like, pay attention to what's going on. So I think that if everyone... In Ohio, you're supposed to register 30 days before an election. If everyone could just double check their voter registration online or call them just to make sure that for some reason you didn't get dropped or whatever, then there'll be less problems on election day. And that's why I always request an absentee ballot, because then if it doesn't show up, I can call them and be like, hey, what's going on? And then I can actually go to the polls as as a last resort, but... You know, right. Even though my polling location is only a five minute walk from my house, but my mailbox is a lot closer, so <laughs> I do it that way. <laughs> I find I find voting by mail more convenient because I can take my time and I can look up candidates who I don't know, or I can look up an issue if I have questions. But when you're in the booth, you know, you gotta decide then and there. Right. You know, I like taking my time and being an educated voter is what I like to do. <laughs> Many hours of vote. Um, unfortunately, we have reached the top of our hour, so we're going to have to say farewell relatively soon. Uh, Lisa, would you like to give us a quick schedule of upcoming Lunar New Year events? I can give my list, right. but I think you might have some more. <laughs> I, I'll go well, first. That. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Chinese... Oh, let me take that back. Uh, Lunar New Year this year is January 28th. It's always, it's also my mommy's birthday. It's January 28th. So happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. 
she uh she doesn't listen to me. She's like, you should be talking Chinese. I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm like, oh, she's <laughs> she thinks okay. Let me let me rephrase it. She thinks I should be practicing my Chinese every chance I get. It's not that she has anything against me actually speaking English. Okay, so on January 28th, we've got quite a few things going on. If you are a West Sider, the Lakewood Public Library is having Yintang Dance Company perform for a 45 minute set in their main library. And it will start at 2 o'clock p.m. It should be 2 o'clock p.m. sharp. Um, I'm not entirely sure if they have another group on before us, so they might run over if they do. But plan to be there a little bit early because it's late January. I plan for it to snow. And we'll be performing um, two new dances and a few sort of new dances that we've only performed a few times and about three old dances. And, of course, we've got a few K-pop cover pieces in there just to mix things up a bit. And then January 28th, later that evening, we're going to be driving down to Yellowtail Sushi Buffet down in Fairlawn um, off of Medina Road. And we're going to be performing at 6.30. We have four dances. They'll also be doing games for kids, um, drawings, and just overall just a, a celebration for their workers, uh, their family, because it's a family-owned restaurant, and for anybody who decides to go there and have dinner that night. So those are two events on January 28th. Then we're going to skip forward to February 4th, which is the Cleveland Public Library's um, Lunar New Year celebration. It takes place every year in the Lewis Stokes Wing, and that's, uh, that's a new part of the library. So if you go in from the main entrance, you make a right, and you go down those steps or the elevator, and then you just keep going right, and then you'll see this new, um, it's kind of like a cylindrical type of building. And that's, they're going to have like a stage there, and we always perform there every year. Um, usually they have us do about three to four dances, so expect to see Antang Dance Company there as well. We will be doing our newer dances and our relatively newer dances and possibly one K-pop number. That's yet to be determined. And last but not least, of our public events that we're doing, we have uh, Corento Vanye, which is February 25th. We will be marching in their parade. I mean, this is, um, it's not, it's, it's not a Chinese uh, event. So we, but they do appreciate our colorful costumes and the music that we try blasting from our tiny little speaker. Uh, it's more funny than anything. So come catch <laughs> us in our colorful Asian costumes. The parade starts at noon at uh, Sterley's Country House. So we What's get the date on that costumes. again. What, I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, February 25th, and the parade starts on East 55th at Sterley's, okay. and it ends at the um, Slovenian National Home. Okay, and in addition to that, there's a number of Chinese schools that will have their Lunar New Year performances, and also the Quan Family Lion Dance team is currently putting together their schedule of many different um, lion dance performances at a lot of the local Chinese restaurants in Greater Cleveland, and a lot, all this will be listed on our OCHUC webpage under the 2017 Lunar New Year um, events. So I know there are some changes and updates, and we try our best to um, keep that current. So if you have an event that's not on here, please email us, president at ocagc.org, or through Facebook message. Let us know the details, and we'll be glad to add that to our calendar of events. So, I mean, there's too many to name specifically, um, but, you know, Look on our website. It should be very easy to find on the right-hand column. And our website's been redesigned. It, it's still a work in progress, and we're hoping to um, update that some more later on. 
All right. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to OCA's Asia Town Voice and WJCU's 88.7 FM. This is Jin Tang, DJ Bossy Lady, and Johnny Wu, the ghost host. <laughs> and Lisa Wong, Madam President. We will catch you next week, so stay warm. Bye-bye.